Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's your legacy? Miami-Dade residents produce six pounds of trash daily. Much of that is plastic and will remain in our environment long after we're gone. Be part of the solution. Eliminate single-use plastic. More at MiamiDade.gov slash PlasticFree305. everybody this is rams up your favorite la rams podcast you can also follow us on youtube our youtube handle is at la rams up hey we're not insiders here we're just rams fans that love talking about our la rams i'm your host mark let's get to it Welcome back, Ram fans. This is technically episode 234. I'm starting to lose count. We have our loop around the league this episode, checking in on all the other NFL games. Tomorrow, we will share our week two power rankings and coming up later this week, our game picks and our preview of the Rams versus 49ers. Going to be a real challenge for our Rams to see if they can show up, take another step forward. And you know what? They can take another step forward without winning this game. But man, a win would be especially sweet, would it not? Before we get to our main content, that loop around the league, I'll be repeating that feature I did last year, the path to the playoffs, trying to figure out what it's going to take for the Rams to get there. Last year, it turned into quite a debacle. It was almost comical, and people were telling me, why are you still doing this? There is no path to the playoffs. 
And it's kind of early to get into that. But I'd like to just point out real quickly how crucial, how impactful this win over Seattle was. I'm thinking the Rams have to get to 10-6 and six before they close out the season against the 49ers. You don't want to go into that 49er game needing a win to get into the playoffs. Maybe they'd be in a position where the game doesn't mean anything to them, but I still think they'd come out and try to put the Rams away regardless. So let's say the Rams need to get 10-6. and six. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to get to 10-6 and six with this schedule, but let's say they sweep the Cardinals and beat the Colts and Commanders. I don't think that's asking too much. Colts game's going to be critical. Anthony Richardson is going to be no pushover. Commanders led by Sam Howell. Strong defense. Not scared of their offense, though. So let's say the Rams win both of those games and sweep the Cardinals. They have a win in the bag. There's five wins. Now, don't misunderstand me. I'm not calling these automatic like the guy I criticized on the gambling channel the other day. Just proposing this is what the Rams need to do to get to the playoffs. Let's look at four home games that are winnable. The Seahawks, Steelers, Browns, and Saints. Hey, is it asking too much to say the Rams are going to split those? That gives them two more wins, and they are at seven. Seven wins. And two away games, the Packers and Giants. Hey, we can win one of those, right? Neither of these teams are that scary. They're both good teams, but both beatable. So the Rams win one of those. So they're still two games short of that 10-6. and six, And there's four games I did not talk about. They have four games that are going to be a bit more challenging before they get to the final 49er game. They have the 49ers this weekend, the Bengals, Cowboys, and Ravens. I'm hoping they can win one of those. going to be tough. It's probably going to have to be the Bengals or Ravens. Maybe they can beat the Cowboys. Just, you know, hard to say. But let's say the Rams win one of those games. Now they're at nine wins, meaning they'd have to win that final against the 49ers to have a real good shot at the playoffs. I don't know if nine and eight is going to do it. Maybe it would. Or they steal another win. Maybe they win three of those four home games I mentioned. Or maybe they sweep the Packers and Giants. None of this is really that far-fetched. Now, a lot of people might have said that a couple weeks ago. I wouldn't have said it. And I'm certainly not saying it now. Rams have a shot at this. But we'll be doing our path to the playoffs. Probably start it in a few weeks. It's going to be fun. Just a realistic look at how the Rams can get to the playoffs. and. You get to later in the year, it gets pretty complicated because there's all kinds of calculations you have to make, conference records, divisional records, head-to-head. But for now, it'll be pretty simple. Really, the focus early on, what games do the Rams really have to win to increase their chances of getting to the playoffs? A few other things I wanted to touch on. Could Tom Brady be coming back? By the time you hear this, maybe we will have heard more of the Jets pursuing Tom Brady. I hope not. Please, no. No more Tom Brady. I guess it's possible, though. And one last stat from the Ram game. They were three for three in the red zone. That's a really nice trend to set early in the year. And Brett Maurer kind of glossed over his performance. You know, we all think of that blocked kick and the missed kick. But he was 3-for-3 on extra points, had a 57-yard field goal blocked 
Uh, the blocking in front of him broke down. I don't think that was his fault. His 56-yarder faded right, but it looked like it had the distance. He hits a 38-yarder, and then he hits a 54-yarder. And then he followed that up with a 45-yarder. Seven kickoffs right, but only one short of the end zone. And McVeigh joking about him in the locker room after the game. I didn't quite get the humor, but I think he was saying, hey, those 350-yarders didn't even plan on attempting those kicks. So we may have something here in Brett Maurer feeling a lot better about our special teams. This guy's a proven vet. Just had a really bad spell there in Dallas. And overall, not a bad performance. Didn't start out good, but those are 57 and 56 yarders, so maybe we should cut him some slack. I think we're in a good place with our kicking game, at least for now. Hey, I haven't checked in on the local baseball teams in a while, but I needed to talk about the Dodgers. They still have a 12-game lead in the West, but there are definitely some chinks in their armor. I'm not feeling good about their World Series chances at this moment, regardless of how well Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, and some of these other guys are playing. Their pitching staff with this Julio Urias debacle, they have removed any indication, any evidence that he was ever a Dodger from that locker room due to the domestic abuse charges. Walker Buehler won't be back this year. Dustin May also done for the year. That leaves them with 35-year-old Clayton Kershaw, who's been dealing with intermittent shoulder issues. Lance Lynn and the two youngsters, Bobby Miller and Ryan Pepio. The Braves and Phillies, two teams they will potentially have to go through to get to the World Series. A little bit better situated in the starting rotation. The Dodgers may have to reinvent the way playoff baseball is played. This has been talked about a little bit already. And Dave Roberts almost admitting it, saying, hey, we're going to have 12 or 13 pitchers active, and we may use all of them. So they're going to take a different approach in the playoffs. Not sure if it's going to work. Not an ideal situation. Kind of a bummer because their pitching staff was a strength, and then these injuries to Bueller in May. May comes back, got hurt again. And now Urias, who is probably their number one pitcher, although he's not really pitched that well recently, maybe due to some issues going on on the home front. But regardless, they lose him for the season probably. Could he come back? I suppose there has to be a significant development on the legal front for that to happen, though. Just assume the Dodgers are going to be without him. But hey, maybe a couple of these youngsters will rise up and seize the moment for the Dodgers in the playoffs. Back in a second with our first edition of our Loop Around the League. You can catch it on the YouTube channel as well. And we'll be back tomorrow with our power rankings and maybe some more news and stats to share. Oh, and I almost forgot one more stat to share with you. Yahoo Fantasy Football Puka Nakua added by 23,733 teams on Monday. Hey, let's get into our weekly loop around the league where we take a look at all these other NFL teams, mostly last week's games and the scores, anything that came out of them of note. One thing before we get started, I wanted to mention the Rams jumped 11 spots in the CBS Power Poll from 
31 to 20. I'll have my power pull out tomorrow, my top 10 anyways. Rams haven't cracked the, my top 10, but hey, maybe with a win somehow against the 49ers, we can bump them up uh, to just, maybe just outside the top 10. We'll have to see. Not expecting that to happen, really, but hey, we can hope. So let's take a look at these games. Lions 21, Chiefs 20. And what this suggests is suggests to me is maybe Travis Kelsey is the MVP. This Chiefs offense looked completely different. And I had been going on and on a couple weeks ago about how the Chiefs seemed to have a revolving door at the skill positions. Didn't seem to matter. It mattered in this game. So was it the skill position guys or the fact that Kelsey wasn't out there? Or was it the Lions' defense? They looked pretty good, very much improved. Bringing over the safety from the Eagles was a big addition. And uh, Jared Goff, good for him. I think Ram fans are mostly happy about that. And you know, you know how you all know how I feel about Jared Goff. I don't think he's a great quarterback, but I don't think he's bad either. He's he's okay. He's good enough. And maybe we've put this Jared Koof commentary behind us once and for all. This guy is so maligned, and uh, I pull for him. I like him, and I hope he does well moving forward. Falcons 24, Panthers 10. Bryce Young, it's going to take a while for him to get going. Atlanta seems to be a team. uh, 13 people are going to start liking more and more. They have some things in their favor, mostly... The running attack, Tyler Algier and Bajan Robinson combining for 131 yards. But Desmond Ritter, you know, I was a, a booster of him, as was my special assistant. But they're not even letting him throw the ball. He only had three incompletions, but barely threw it. We got Kyle Pitts and Drake London there, two really skilled guys. They're not really part of the offense at this point. And if Atlanta's going to really do damage, they're going to have to improve the passing game. They could very easily, uh, right now they're probably the favorite in that the favorite in that division, in my opinion. Uh, Tampa Bay may surprise us after all. We'll see. What's your legacy? Miami-Dade residents produce six pounds of trash daily. Much of that is plastic and will remain in our environment long after we're gone. Be part of the solution. Eliminate single-use plastic. More at miamidade.gov slash plasticfree305. The Ravens 25, the Texans 9. It took longer than we expected, but the uh, Ravens score 15 unanswered points in the third quarter. Texans defense is going to keep them in some games, but... um, you know, they are what they are. They're um, they're not going to win a lot of games this year, unfortunately. The Ravens, however, do lose J.K. Dobbins. They're one of the best teams in the league. Uh, I have them in the top end of my top 10, as you'll see tomorrow. But uh, losing Dobbins is going to hurt. Browns 24, Bengals 3. And this is a game I picked the Bengals, and then my special assistant talked me out of it. And we went with the Browns based on what happened last year. And, man, he was spot on. This Browns defense is legit, and Deshaun Watson starting to find his footing. They're definitely one team I underestimated, but um, we'll see if they can sustain that. And what does this mean for the Bengals? They're they're in a tough spot. Um, they got off to a slow start last year, though, and uh, don't, I'm not counting them out. But they're definitely uh, they have some issues. That they're um, you know, losing a divisional game like that really hurts. We'll see if they can bounce back. 
the Bucks 20, the Vikings 17. I thought the Vikings were just going to hammer away at the Bucks this in this game. I uh, felt really good about um, where the Vikings' offense was with Justin Jefferson, and then they bring on Brian Flores to run that defense, and they can't get it done against Baker Mayfield and the Bucks. Uh, probably the, in my in my opinion, this was to me the most surprise the most surprising result of the day. Most people would probably say the Ram result was the most surprising. I wasn't surprised by that so much, but this one really did surprise me. What else? The Saints 16, the Titans 15. Yeah, this I didn't see any of this. It sounds like an ugly game. I mean, it probably was Ryan Tannehill throwing three interceptions, Derek Carr 305 yards and a TD, and uh, Saints are probably going to uh, compete with the Falcons there for that. Uh, for I, I mentioned uh, the Falcons being the favorite in that division and maybe the Bucks uh, giving them a run. Uh, maybe it'll be the Saints, though. I, in retrospect, I'd probably say the Saints are the favorite to win that. Atlanta will probably pressure them. But whoever is going to win this division, it's going to be like a 9-8 and eight record and one and out in the playoffs would be my prediction at this point. And how about the 49ers? 30-7 to seven over the Steelers. They were just firing on all cylinders. And I'm not going to give anything away from my upcoming power rankings, but they might be the best team in the league right now. Across the board, impressive, really impressive. Kenny Pickett looked really flustered all game long. Now, I don't know how much we should ding the Steelers Uh and how good on the flip side, how good are the 49ers really? You know, that's why week one is so tough to to really come to conclusions. But we can say the 49ers look really, really good, and the Steelers looked like they weren't quite ready. So we'll have to see what week two brings for both teams. Commanders 20, Cardinals 16. The Cardinals only touchdown was off of a Sam Howell fumble deep in his own end. Commander's D is really good. And, and uh, who knows what the Cardinals are going to do in offense this year. Uh, I'm struggling to understand how they're going to compete, especially against, uh, hey, a good offensive team is going to put a bunch of points up on them. They won't be able to answer. And a good defensive team like the Commanders is just going to shut them down. So the Cardinals are up against it. The Packers 38, the Bears 20. Oh, my, 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 the poor Bears. They survived the Brett Favre years, the Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers years, and now here comes Jordan Love. This is the Bears' time for revenge, right? Justin Fields, he's matured. He'll be ready to take that next step. Didn't happen, not so fast. Packers hammer them, and man, a bad time to be a Bears fan. Jordan Love, 15 for 27, 245 yards, but the three TDs, that's uh, what was really eye-opening. Not jumping on the Packer bandwagon yet like some other folks. They're going to be better than we expected, though. They're going to be okay. Uh, probably going to be a three-team race if the Vikings can get their act together. I don't think the Bears are going to be relevant once again, the poor Bears. The Raiders 17, the Broncos 16. Sean Payton opened up the game with an onside kick. Kind of backfired. Raiders got a TV, TD off of that drive. Russell Wilson, 34 attempts, but just 177 yards to show for it. 
I love Sean Payton. I don't love their quarterback. I don't think either of these teams are going anywhere. The game of the day, the Dolphins 36, the Chargers 34. Brandon Staley and his defensive credentials taking another hit. But then again, this is the Dolphins. What a dynamic electric offense. Tyreek Hill. You know, someone mentioned on another podcast, or maybe it was on Twitter, I don't know where I saw it, that, you know, it's common to see wide receivers running free in college football all day long. You don't see that in the NFL unless it's a receiver by the name of Tyreek Hill. He had his way 215 yards receiving to a 466 yards passing. But on the flip side, the Chargers ran all day long against this Dolphin defense. So they are not a perfect team at this point. They need to patch that up. But this Dolphin offense, and keep in mind, Devin A. Chain is, was inactive. He's a rookie. He is super dynamic. He is going to just add even more to this offense. Assuming they get him involved, uh, he is a rookie. We'll have to see. But <laughs> got a lot to like about the Dolphins and the Chargers. Not giving up on them yet. They're a good team. They um, Bad timing for the Chargers defense, I think, to go up against this Dolphin offense. But uh, they have some work to do. What else do we got? We have the Eagles 25, the Patriots 20. I thought the Patriots would would uh, pretty much dominate. But, hey, you give Bill Belichick a few months to prepare. This is what happens. He makes games interesting. And Jalen Carter of the Eagles. Uh, from what I hear, it's maybe pretty evident at this point he should have been the number one pick overall. He is the real deal. The Cowboys 40, the Giants zero. You know, the Giants coming off a playoff year, high hopes, and they knew the Cowboys were going to be a handful, especially defensively, but man, what a dud. You wait months for the NFL to return. You get the home game against a divisional opponent, and wow. But this Cowboy D is legit, so take that into account. Maybe don't give up on the Giants yet, but I I wasn't. I didn't have high hopes for the Giants this year, to be honest with you, and this game kind of bared that out. And finally, the Jets 22, the Bills 16. A lot to unpack here. Aaron Rodgers takes the field, a lot of hoopla, high expectations. Jets nation is pumped. And then on the fourth snap was it, he's out for the year, and they go back to Zach Wilson. And, you know, I kind of feel bad for Zach Wilson. I'm pulling for him. I'm rooting for him. I don't know if he's going to be able to get this team to the playoffs. Maybe the Jets make a move. But it's all about the Jets' defense at this point. And Josh Allen kind of giving the game away, in my opinion. Um, I think the Bills, In my, I'm watching the end of this game, and I think they really have it under control. Just don't do, any, don't do anything stupid. But they did. And they did a second thing that was kind of stupid, in my opinion. And my special assistant, Matt, pointed this out. Overtime, coin toss, you win the toss, kick off, let Zach Wilson and his running backs try to move down the field on you. You shut them down, which in all likelihood they would have. You get the ball back. Josh Allen, a, ch a chance at redemption, uh, drive down and kick the field goal, win the game. But didn't happen. So um, 
that's that's the is that the end of the Jets season? I don't know. We'll have to see. The Bills take a hit, though. They'll be okay. Josh Allen, he's such an up-and-down quarterback, so talented. But he has a knack for uh, kind of uh, bonehead plays like this. Hey, man, he got hit hard, fumbled. Happens to everybody. But three interceptions as well on opening day. And you could see it in his eyes. Kind of let his team down, and I think he realized it. But uh, both these teams take a hit. You know, uh, the Jets... If they had Aaron Rodgers and they had won this game, they might have bumped up into my top 10, but I'm just not seeing it. I'll be pulling for Zach Wilson, but I don't have high hopes for the Jets' offense at this time, at this point. And I don't think a great defense is going to be enough to get them through this gauntlet of AFC teams. So many good teams. We'll have to see. Maybe the Jets make a move. Maybe they make a trade. Heard that they had tried to trade for Matthew Stafford, but... Uh, I don't think the Rams are going to be interested at this point unless it was a, a trade, an offer they couldn't refuse, but probably not going to happen. I certainly hope not. I love Matthew Stafford, and I think he gives the Rams a chance. So sorry, Jets. No Matthew Stafford for you. That's my loop around the league. Week one of the NFL in the books for now. Out here from Rams Up. Thanks. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. Visit our website at ramsup.com. And don't forget about our YouTube channel. Our handle is at laramsup.com. Till next time, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there. Music courtesy of the YouTube Audio Library. Tracks featuring Bar Crawl by Track Tribe. Buckeye Banzai by Vans in Japan, and Crimson Fly by Hamahama. What's your legacy? Miami-Dade residents produce six pounds of trash daily. Much of that is plastic and will remain in our environment long after we're gone. Be part of the solution. Eliminate single-use plastic. More at miamidade.gov slash plastic-free 305.